The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And as I often mention, it's a nice time while we're getting settled to just take a look around and energetically feel part of the community that we're sitting together, even if we're not in the same room together. Doing anything we can to cultivate that wholesome sense of being part of a lineage of human beings that have found real value in these teachings. In a way, it's actually an empowering way that there is some human wisdom that we get to be the recipients of, and it can lead to a real healing sense of gratitude for those before us. They had busy lives, complicated lives, lived in a very imperfect world as we do, and yet somehow in the complexity of their lives they found enough space to cultivate these teachings to really bring them alive. And and in doing that, they became part of how these teachings have been passed down for such a long time. Of course, now it's our turn (laughs) in our busy lives, like it or not, to do the best we can. So go ahead and settle yourself in to an upright sitting posture. We're creating, in a way, our own sacred ground now. And the appropriate posture, of course, is going to come out of us honestly accepting, recognizing the reality of this body, excuse me, at this time, and how we find that beautiful balance of relaxation and uprightness. So we're manifesting our willingness to trust the moment. That's the relaxation, the softening but we're also manifesting our willingness to be interested and alert and sensitive and to feel what we're feeling. In a way, it's a non-fear of being exposed to our life, to the way it is. It's really the coming the coming together, the integration of these two qualities of alertness. You could even call that joyful interest and relaxation, softening, trusting, a willingness to be exposed, undefendedness. And we get to play with it right at the beginning of each of our sets where we take a few moments to sense into the sitting posture and making subtle adjustments and just doing our best to stay attuned to those two qualities of relaxation and brightness and to really see them as equally important And of course, each of us, we may have a particular talent for one or 
more than the other, easier for us to be relaxed, not so easy to be bright and interested, or easy to be bright and interested and vigilant, but not so easy to be soft and relaxed. So know what your strength and your relative weakness is, and see how you can bring those two qualities into balance now, expressed as your sitting posture. And in this way, we turn the sitting posture not into some thing that irritates us, but to a very central teacher of ours. When we work in this more honest way with our body and the sitting posture, It helps us to tease out any sense of idealism, any way we might be romanticizing spiritual practice. Because more than anything, the body isn't romantic or idealistic. The body just is what it is. It's messy in the sense that we're not able to demand that it's the way we want it to be. It's always going to be the way it is. It's expressing its own nature. And can we come into alignment, work with the way the body actually is right now, not the way we want it to be, or the way we think all the wise and awakened beings, their body is, you know, the If only my body were this way, then I could do this practice. So we're really getting that whatever this path of practice is, it depends on having a very honest and kind and curious relationship with the actuality of this body moment by moment which means we don't presume it's a problem. Instead, it's our respected teacher. And what is the teacher saying? How about you do your best to work with the way the body is now, instead of hoping or wishing for a better body or a different body? Maybe this body's good enough. Maybe this body is capable of a good enough posture that has some balance of relaxation and uprightness that's good enough. Maybe it's possible to deeply accept the body as it is this morning. And if you like to take a couple of deeper, longer breaths in and out, this simple ritual of a few deep, long, relaxed breaths can be an expression of this integration, this receptivity of our willingness to be with the actuality of the body.
and nothing needs to be left out or hidden. So each long and easy inhalation is just a kind yes to the body. Each exhalation is just a kind releasing or allowing of the body. Maybe one more of those long, easy, deep breaths in and out. And allow the breathing to continue then on its own. We trust the body to breathe, whatever that might be like. And notice it feels good not to have to be in control of the natural breathing process. We just give it back to the body. And we'll work with the 16 instructions, the Buddha's instructions for mindfulness of breathing, anapanasati, establishing mindfulness to the fore, we're just remembering what mindfulness is. It's this remembering, this is being known. And we can use the sensations of the sitting body and more specifically the sensations of the breathing body to help us remember that this is being known, this is being felt. not about controlling or managing anything. It's just about remembering to recognize the present moment. And we use the ordinary physicality of the breathing process to help us recognize the present moment because breathing in is being known or felt. Breathing out is being known and felt. So we're using the physicality of breathing in and breathing out as a way to recognize mindfulness, this remembering of the present moment. This is being known. So just play with that for a few moments. the physicality of breathing in and out only happens in the present moment. Not the idea or the mental image. They may be there, those idea and the mental image of breathing in and out. But be interested in the actual sensations of breathing in and breathing out as they are.
connecting, sustaining this simple remembering of the present moment. And it's appropriate to be grateful for this simple physicality of breathing that it provides this useful anchor From the beginning of the in-breath, sustaining that remembering to the end of the in-breath. From the beginning of the out-breath, sustaining that mindful awareness to the end of the out-breath. Again, we're remembering that this is being felt, this is being known. some pushback, it's important to realize that it's safe for the mind to put everything else down right now. You don't really actually need to think about anything else, just let it fall away. And instead we give ourselves to this simple activity of establishing mindfulness right here and now and using the breathing process as a support for the continuity of present moment awareness. learning to deeply value this present moment knowing using the physicality of the breath to support this continuity of present moment knowing.
and to help further strengthen our interest, the Buddha asks us to discern the length of the breath, not to control it or try to make something happen, but simply to notice. And generally speaking, the breath goes from being ordinary, relatively long and gross, to becoming more subtle and refined and shorter as everything settles. So this process of a gross breath becoming more refined is offered as a way to increase a wholesome interest in the breathing process. But be on the lookout for it triggering any kind of control or tightness. And if you notice that, just remind yourself to relax and allow the body to breathe however it is. or choosing to be interested in this exclusive present moment object of experience, the physicality of breathing in and out, the actual sensations, whatever you're feeling, however you're feeling the breath coming in and out. And in a sense, we're learning to track that flow of sensation from the beginning of each in-breath to the end, from the beginning of the out-breath to the end. This unwavering continuity of present moment awareness. And notice if you can, there's some good energy with this effort to persist, to not forget. There's an enlivening energy here that we can begin to notice, this not giving up. But it isn't tight.
as the breath becomes more subtle, shorter and refined, it just requires a greater attentiveness to continue to feel and track what is more subtle. And at some point that you can decide when there's enough subtleness, the breath has become relatively quiet and subtle. Then as you continue to be aware of the breathing in and breathing out, the Buddha invites us to train the mind to experience the whole body with the in-breath and experiencing the whole body with the out-breath. So we're realizing a more inclusive connection with the present moment as we're breathing in, experiencing the totality of the body, as we're breathing out, experiencing the whole body just as it is. We're not focusing on the painful sensations any more than all the neutral, pleasant sensations in the body. We're interested, the meditation object is the whole body. Still feel the rhythm of breathing in and out, of course, but it can now be more in the background. And in the foreground is this kind, open awareness of the whole body as we breathe in, the whole body as we breathe out. Unconditional acceptance as we breathe in, as we breathe out.
And again, quite naturally, there arises a healing calm, generally in the body or even specifically in places in the body as you're breathing in and out. So the fourth step, the Buddha asks us to train ourselves as we're breathing in to experience the calming of the body and to train ourselves as we breathe out to notice the calming of the bodily activities. So this is the particular lens. So in a relaxed, alert way, sitting, feeling the breath coming in, and being curious about that experience of calming in the body as you breathe in. Being curious about the calming of the body as you breathe out. However you sense that in the body, just tune in to the calming, the settling. And allow it to spread broaden and deepen in its own ways. Just because you're noticing calm. We can't force this. The calm arises because of the whole body awareness as you're breathing in and out. So the fourth instruction is just asking us to notice the arising of that calm. It's the noticing the arising of calm that allows it to spread and deepen In a way, we're learning to appreciate and to attend to the healing of the body and the mind, which is manifesting as a sense of deeper calm, a spreading calm in the body. No place is untouched, the whole body expressing calm, tranquility.
And remember, you can always go back to the earlier instructions if that feels skillful. To help us learn the map, we'll go on to the fifth instruction where the Buddha says, one trains oneself, breathing in, experiencing joy. One trains oneself, breathing out, experiencing joy. So from this space, this foundation of calm spread through the body, Simply, the Buddha is asking us to notice the arising of joy, that lightness of heart. Joyful interest, brightness, a buoyancy that's here and now as a quality of the heart and mind. So as you feel the breath coming in, as you're aware of the whole body, simply attend or notice this lightness, this buoyancy, this flow, this joyful interest. And as you breathe out, same thing. We're learning to keep joy in mind, even if it's subtle or faint initially because what allows joy to grow, to spread and deepen, is this keeping it in mind. And if a meditation phrase is helpful, you could use the phrase experiencing joy as you breathe in, experiencing joy as you breathe out. Nothing forceful, but just a reminder and really an act of faith or confidence that there is this potential for joy that's here and now. It just needs to be recognized in its seed expression so that it can begin to blossom and spread.
And we'll just do the next three steps to finish our sit today, just to get a sense of the second set of four instructions. So the first of these, second set is to experience joy. And joy quite naturally matures into a more resonant happiness Sukha is the Pali word for ease of the heart. It has the flavor of contentedness, a kind of relaxation of the heart, not needing things to be different. So the Buddha says one trains oneself Breathing in, experiencing this ease of heart. One trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing this ease of the heart. And again, we're learning to recognize it so that it spreads and deepens, eventually filling the space of the present moment. And again, you can use the meditation phrase, experiencing ease as you breathe in, experiencing ease as you breathe out, if that phrase is helpful. And with some ease of heart present, it's easier to observe the activity of our mind thinking with more dispassion, more clarity. So the Buddha says, one trains oneself breathing in, experiencing mental activity from this dispassionate point of view. It's just thoughts being known. One breathes out, experiencing mental activity in this dispassionate way. So we don't have a problem with whatever thoughts are coming and going, whatever feelings, perceptions, or any aspect of mental activity. Thoughts are just thoughts. And it's this spacious and dispassionate presence with the mental activity that allows mental activity to quiet down so that fourth instruction now, number eight, one trains oneself breathing in, quieting mental activity. One trains oneself, breathing out, calming, quieting mental activity. This is a natural quieting 
because we're able to observe mental activity in a dispassionate way. It's just thoughts. And we don't need to be for or against the mental activity. And in the weeks ahead, you see how easy it is to notice the space of the knowing mind when thoughts have become a little quieter. There is a space of knowing, this empty, quiet, luminous space of the present moment. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.